This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. And we have on the line a very uh, good friend, a uh, person you know very well, Monica uh, has been uh, a government official uh, mo- most recently in the uh, Trump administration in the tre- in the Treasury Department as the communications director as an assistant secretary. Uh, she also served uh, she served President Nixon, which she has treated me to some wonderful stories. And of course, she's been a commentator and writer and uh, written very very uh, well uh, well done and very successful books. Well. You all know Monica. And I want to ask Monica a question that someone with her experience, I have to ask, how how do you describe how we got here? And did you ever believe we would be here no matter how bad you thought Biden was? Well, first of all, it's so good to be with you, Rudy, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Secondly, I have to correct when you said I worked with President Nixon. I did, but I was not born when he was elected president. So I worked with him <laughs> during the last couple of years of his life. Oh, boy. Rudy, Rudy we got to get that clear. How did you get to know, how did you get to know about him so well? You told me so many stories about him. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, he was my very first job out of college because I was studying political science and American national security, foreign policy. And I read one of his books and I wrote him a letter. So he was literally my very first job out of college. And I worked with him during the last couple of years of his life, which was extraordinary. Yeah. So you know what? I learned a lot about. No, no, I knew. I'm I'm sorry. I knew you didn't work with him when he was in the White House. Yeah, but I got to make that clear. Cause yeah, I know you didn't work with you're too, <laughs> you're too young and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Rudy. That's so sweet of you. Um, to get to your question, look, you know, we talk about President Nixon, and I learned a lot about politics and the deep state uh, when I was working with him because the more evidence we get about Watergate, the more it looks like that was a deep state operation to remove Richard Nixon from the presidency because the deep state could not control him. And so now we fast forward 40 years to Donald Trump. And what we are now seeing is that the deep state is actually in control of this country. It's not our elected officials. It's these shadowy, unaccountable, unelected people who move behind the scenes that actually have the real power in this country. So when you say, can I believe what we're seeing right now? Rudy, I mean, never in my life did I think the United States would descend to this kind of open corruption, open contempt by all of our so-called leaders to the American people, taking the country literally off a cliff. But we are hanging by a thread, and it's a result, Rudy, of decades of a literal Marxist revolution to destroy this country. And right now we're at the logical end point of this revolution. And where do you and, and where do you think our emphasis has to be? Obviously, it has to be on the twenty four election. But is there one issue, one area that you think uh, we have to concentrate on? Yeah, I mean, there's so much coming out of I know. all day long, so it's hard to narrow it down, right? But I think, to me, and we've got all kinds of threats and enemies and challenges all over the world, from China to Iran, to Russia, to terrorist organizations. But to me, the most dangerous threat we face is within, and it is the weaponization of our own government against us. 
That is what I think we need to focus on from here on out. When President Trump is reelected, I know he has made that a top priority. Everything else will sort of fall into place, including the border and law and order in our cities and the economy. Everything else will kind of follow once we get control of our own government again. Because you're a good friend, I want to express an emotion to you. Uh, I, I'm watching uh, this uh, uh, lawyer Wade testify, you know, before I came on. And, you know, normally this would just be another exercise in the many as Trump's lawyer and defender and taking his testimony apart. But as I'm looking at it, I'm saying to myself, this man wants to put me in jail for the rest of my life. I mean, I faced him in a grand jury for five hours, the same liar. And I thought at the time he was a joke of a lawyer. And uh, that grand jury uh, wasn't even necessary. That was a grand jury that only made recommendations. And nobody figured that out yet. That was a way to uh, to expand the, the billing. You don't have two grand juries. I had 5,000 cases. They all had one grand jury. How come this one had two? So she could go from 400,000 to a million. The, the whole thing stinks, every every single uh, 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 part of it. And And here he is testifying. It's quite obvious that he's lying completely. And the judge is, the judge isn't so bad. I mean, we're used to judges that hate us. This judge is sort of down the middle, but he doesn't seem to be even offended by, by the conduct. It, it's a shame. I mean, this is a terrible thing that was done, and I'm not the only one. Uh, this Mr. Roman, uh, uh, people in that case, I don't even know they want to put in jail for 20 and 30 years. I mean, you got, there gotta be something wrong with you to want to put innocent people in jail. And you know what, too, Rudy, when you, you you look at it based on the facts, as you just laid out, it's an abuse of power, it's deep corruption, and it's totally disgusting. But then you add on top of it the sadistic glee with which these people like Jack Smith and Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis and, and Judge Engeron in New York and Alvin Bragg and all of these people who are going after Americans who have done nothing mm -hmm. wrong. And I don't just mean you and President Trump. You, you guys are the most visible. Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, etc. You guys are the most visible. But what about the average American, like a grandma from Indiana who came to D.C. on January 6th because, you know, she thought the, the election was not conducted properly, right? So all of these things, Rudy, as you well know, because you're in the crosshairs of this, they are legal maneuvers. They're part of the Marxist revolution to destroy the country, but they're also messaging events. So the message here, when they're going after you and Good Trump and, and everybody else, the message to everybody else is don't even think about it, America firsters, because if you raise your head up and, and begin to fight for your country, we're going to do to you what we're doing to Rudy Giuliani. These are messaging events, and this is how communists operate. So everybody needs to understand we're in the clutches of a Marxist revolution here. And all of these Soros DAs, including Fannie Willis, who, by the way, is melting down on the stand right now. It's delicious to watch. But all of these people, they are all on the same page, and this is all of a piece. None of these things are siloed. This is all part of the same revolution. <laughs> At the conclusion of my grand jury testimony, Monica, which took five hours, I was asked for my autograph by f four grand jurors. I took pictures with three. 
One of the grand jurors kissed me on the cheek. And Wade asked me if I would go uh, greet Fanny in her office. And Fanny shook hands with me and told me what a great prosecutor I was and how she always admired me. And I left. And my lawyer, Bob Costello, said, she's not going to prosecute you. Don't worry. You're okay. I said, Bob, you don't know them. I, I knew she was. I knew it a, a, a year and a half before she did because, poisonally, as they say in Brooklyn, I know how crooked Atlanta is. Uh, it, it, it would make yeah. boss. It would make boss Tweed look not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's so true because they, they do have the sadistic glee as, as they go after all of us. But on the same token, you know, communists never take anything personally because it's all about it's all about power and control. So while she's shaking your hand, she also does not see you as an individual. She sees you as an obstacle to the revolution. You know, people need to understand the bigger picture. Fascinating. Here, very, on. very good. Very good. That's really excellent analysis. And a lot of people need to know that because I think it's only recently that they've begun to see the connections to the very, very long-term communist conspiracy to try to take over the world, but the United States for sure. Absolutely. This has been going on at least since the 1930s, and it began as a KGB operation, and it's evolved over time with a lot of useful idiots here in the United States and across the West. But the whole grand project is to destroy the United States and ultimately the West, knock all of it over. And they've been at this, Rudy, for decades. People think it just started under Obama or started under Biden. No, 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 no. This is what the communists have called the long march through the institutions. And these Marxists have made their way through our government, through academia, all the way down now to kindergarten with the indoctrination, through our culture, Hollywood, movies, television, music, big tech now, all of our institutions, the judiciary, they have all been deeply corrupted. And it took decades for the communists to get here. So it's going to take a long time for us to take it all back. And this is an uphill battle, but it doesn't mean that we don't fight. We oh, have of to. course. It means we fight even harder. And the, the, the good news is, finally, maybe almost too late, but not quite too late, enough people got it. But, you know, you I go back so. 10 years and you and I try to explain this to someone, you know what would happen, right? They, they'd want to put <laughs> us tried. away. In fact, I, I think I think there I were remember. people that want to put us away, right? Yes. In fact, I remember being on Fox News with our friend Bill O'Reilly yeah. and some others. And oh, I boy, look at that about, <laughs> Yeah, I used to talk about what a smart lady, but she's so kooky. <laughs> right. And you know what? I even softened it at the time, Rudy. I didn't even use the C word, communist. I used socialist so, so that people would understand I, it better. But uh, isn't but that true? Kook like you. You know, I, I started with socialist about four years ago. On my podcast, I, I, I made a, a big move, big move. I went to Marxist. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought, <laughs> if I go to Marxist, are they all, and they didn't notice it. And then I went to communist. But I mean, it, it, I went, I did the same thing you did. I would say socialism. But then I realized after a while I wasn't conveying anything with socialist. So I decided to slip in the word Marxist, and they didn't notice it. And I thought, oh boy, well, at least we made a little progress. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you. You've been fighting learning. the battle. You've been fighting the battle forever, and your contribution is priceless. I'll tell you. Oh, uh, we'll be talking you, very soon. God bless. Thank you so much, Rudy. God bless you.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 